0: Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee Mm -hmm. and like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and diced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming, delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, as human beings to have that yummy delicious coffee why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this and I can't wait to hear what dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. Yeah. And I'd always like, yeah, like what's the number? <laughs> you know, I'd be like <laughs> drunk and you-
1: angry. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah it's, hard, it's hard to let go. And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Bella's Podcast. Today, we have a couple special guests. One being my very special daughter, Birdie, to get us all excited for Halloween. So we thought it'd be really appropriate to open up with some candy. Right, Bird? Yeah. What's your favorite kind?
2: Hmm, ice cream. Ooh. Ice cream? That's
0: not a candy. So when you go trick-or-treating, you want to get ice cream? Yeah. Well, can you tell everyone that this year you picked out Mommy and Daddy and Bubba's Halloween outfits? What are we all going to be as a family?
2: So, I'm going to be Frankenstein, and my brother's going to be a mad scientist, and and my Dad will be a mad scientist, and my brother will be my daddy's assistant, and mo- and and my mom will be a Frankenstein's wife, and I'll be Frankenstein.
0: Wow! Do I not get to be a part of this, Bird? Mm-mm. Oh, that's okay. What should my family be? Uh, stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, I love that bird. It was funny because we actually when we were. Planning, I what did I want you to be? No, you were gonna be Snow White. I was gonna be the witch, yeah. but Birdie X that. Oh. We we had that going for about a week, and then another week it was all we were all gonna be superheroes. Except you said Buddy was gonna be a monster, right? Yeah. And then so, but it, you know how kids are. When it's October, we change our minds. But I said the minute we buy an outfit, that's it. We can't go back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And so we went with Frankenstein. <laughs> So, Birdie, today on the podcast, we are going to have a gentleman on who gives amazing advice about love and relationships, marriage. What advice do you have for our listeners about love?
2: Uh, so, saying I love you.
0: Oh, Don't you think, do you think that's the most important part about loving someone?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: And I think for you, too, you do a lot of, like, where you draw drawings for, like, your mama and your dad to make them feel good, huh? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And when they hurt, I go and hug them and kiss them. Oh,
0: that's really important. She does do that. And every day, she really lets Brian and I know how much she loves us, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then did you tell everyone that you asked someone at school to marry you, right? Yes. And what did he say? (laughs)
2: No, and then we thought of a fight about marrying. You did? Why did you get in a fight about it? Because he did want to marry me and I did. So now I want to marry someone different. Oh,
0: I don't blame you. But why do you want to get married so young? Don't you you want to wait till like Dodo, how she did it?
2: No, I did do it as a kid. Did you know some kids married? I
0: don't know. Maybe in fairy tale land, but kids yeah. can't marry when they're that young. And what else? What makes you want to get married? Eating a cake.
2: Oh, the wedding cake! Yes, wedding cake is so yummy. What else? Uh, throwing out the roses. Oh, oh.
0: like throwing the bouquet. Why to... don't we do this birthday for your next? Why don't we, Birdie? Why don't we do this for your next birthday? Why don't we just make the theme of it like a wedding theme? Even though it's your birthday party, we can make it feel like it's a wedding so you can have wedding cake instead of birthday cake. What do you think of that?
2: No, I'm thinking for my birthday, we would water balloons at each other. When we could do that as like wedding be fun. Or
0: next Halloween, you can be a bride and see really how it is. Yeah. That's a good idea. I agree. Because Halloween's like when you dress up. Right.
3: Birthday's. Well, Frankenstein's something...
0: bride isn't well, that's what I'm supposed to be. Oh. <laughs> well, is there <laughs> anything else you want to tell everyone? Bye.
2: Okay. <laughs> Bye. All right,
0: Bird. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, giving us some um, lessons of love and making us feel the Halloween joy. It's... You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Okay, Nicole, so Halloween is just around the corner, literally less than a week away. What are you going to be? Have you gotten your outfit? You've denied me on all my ideas with you. I know. You know, I just, I feel like I've been too busy to even think about Halloween. And I think because, you know, Halloween's Monday night, so Artem's dancing as of now. And we just, I I mean, no matter what, I'm getting Mateo something, I'll definitely do it all. But I'm very, very not prepared. Well, can I just tell you? I mean, it's literally days away, so you need to jump on that. I will. You need to get onto your outfit. um, It's funny because I always feel like I'm the type who gets our outfits in September. I get super excited, and then I pray that the kids don't change their minds of what they're going to be, and I just I don't know, I love Halloween. Yeah. I love, you know how I am. Oh, yeah. Halloween's such a fun time, and I think especially um, it's a fun time of year, like a month long when you have kids and Doing everything at school, and you get to bring it home, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But I have to say, I'm really excited for our next guest. I mean, I'm always excited for Bertie, but we have Nick Vial on the podcast today. Yes, And I've been super impressed because his book's out, um, Don't Text Your Ex, Happy Birthday, and Other Advice on Love, Sex, and Dating. And there's been like a lot of articles about it. There has. And a lot of positive. And it is crazy to see because I feel like I've, you know, being a fan of, you know, The Bachelor, Bachelorette. I've known Nick for a long time, right? And it is incredible, his journey, where he started and where he's at now. Like he's totally turned into this love guru He has excellent dating advice, and he's become that guy. But I really love everything that I've been reading, whether it's articles and stuff from his book. He has a lot of good stuff to say, especially for being a man. And I think it's really cool to see and hear the male perspective. And I also love seeing the fact that like, he started out on this dating show and look at what he's become, and I think it's really cool. Right. Well, I think, too, sometimes when you are going, and it'd be interesting to pick his brain, but when you're on a dating show where the whole world gets to see how you date, how you are in situations with a woman and all those things. And then you get to watch yourself back. I feel like you do learn. you know. Well, and he's been able to watch himself back quite a few times. Exactly. Quite a few times. And he's done some pretty big, you know, talked about things on their shows. So I feel like it does make him have a little more wisdom in the dating game. And I also feel like he kind of gives men permission to like read his book and like learn. Well, that's what i like I love about one of the articles, and I'm excited to talk to him about it, is I love how he finally realized one day, like to let go of the ego and become vulnerable and like not care what people think, and it just makes you so much better in a relationship. And I think that is a big struggle for men. They don't want to talk about like the emotions that they go through or what they're feeling, or sometimes they're afraid to show it whether it's in the public eye or it's in front of their friends. Like, I think we've all been there at a barbecue of like, Ooh, why is he acting like that? Totally. Like, why is he showing off? That's like my main word. Like, why are you showing off? Yeah. Like, or I think also the biggest thing in dating is when I feel like forever, everyone had this rule, like, Oh, you get the number, but you can't call him for three days. You Remember that whole thing? Or you were too a excited. Game player. I wasn't a game player in dating. Were you? I, I think I was a little bit. You were. I See, was, I-, I didn't go by rules because I was like, you know what? If they really care, how soon or how late I text them, or I have to think about things. But I wasn't a big dater, I think, because of that, because I was like, ew, I don't do this. Well, I will say my mindset always was like, play hard to get, play hard to get. So I definitely kind of went into all dating situations like that. And it was funny because my ex said, when we exchanged numbers, he texted me and I didn't get back to him for two days. And he always would bring that up. He's like, why did you wait? Like, we had such a great, first meet, first impression Yeah, why? to the point we exchanged numbers. He's like, and I text you. I didn't feel like I needed to wait three days. I text you cause I was excited. Yeah. He was a new weighted and I did wait on purpose. And I, mean, I so badly wanted to text them back right away. Which is so crazy that you didn't because it's I know. what you wanted to do, so do it. I'm And I literally you know was me. looking at the clock like, okay, I think 48 yeah. hours is good enough. Let's text. Right. I'm See, I was so good at not that. Now, the thing that I failed at in dating is because I would feel so bad breaking up with people that I just didn't ever talk you to them again. You ghosted them. I would ghost them. And I was really bad at ghosting. And then I'd feel terrible. That's like, weird. I know. I just didn't. I don't, <laughs> it's really See, bad. I didn't do that. I, I would definitely do, like... The, I regretted that stuff. Yeah, I'd know. do the, like, sit down and, like, tears. Oh, my gosh. See, I couldn't handle really that, so I, I would just avoid it. Yeah. And, yeah, it was always hard, the breakups. Yeah. That's the worst part. That's but, the worst part of dating. But then you feel good that, like, you could have this long talk with someone and cry it out and realize, like this isn't working. Like how much we love each other or like this relationships become comfortable. Yeah. Like it's not working. Like one of us have to like start the conversation and look at, then at the end of the day, you both walk away meeting other people that, you know, you have a better relationship with. No, totally. It's so true. I mean, I just, it's just so wild to think of like when you go meet someone for the first time and you have those conversations and you're like, this is going to work or it's not. And I was already taken by the time there was dating apps and all that kind of stuff, right? So I've never like done a oh, dating done app either. experience. I have had a MySpace date that was like an epic fail because the guy looked nothing like his photos and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like no,
2: And filter like hairs weren't
0: even around then. It was like he just did a weird angle. And I just remember when he walked into the sushi restaurant, I was like <gasps> I was like that. <laughs> I remember the story. Do you remember this? Yes. And then he was I felt bad. He was so boring. I was a college girl and he was talking about finance. I remember thinking in my head, like, oh my
3: gosh, who's he cares? even talking about?
0: <laughs> and then now as an adult, like an actual adult woman, you're like, Oh, I'd love to talk about I know finance. he was actually in Prime yeah, wow, a brain right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I <laughs> I will say I, I would be interested to talk to people who have met like on dating apps and know their experience compared to people who have, like, run into people at restaurants and bars and grocery stores yeah. and start dating. Because it's, to me, very different. Like, you're looking at someone's bio and, like, okay, yeah, that checks the box, that checks the box, where you bump into someone out and about, and it's that first energy, right. that first meet, physical, like, as in, like, you you see everything. Yeah. So it's that's interesting to interesting. me. Interesting. And I'm also curious, like this generation now, cause I mean, I'm not going to go talk to younger people about it, but, um, maybe I will. <laughs> um, like do you are people still waiting not to have sex on the first date is there still rule that you like don't even kiss the first date do you like because I never had rules so if I was in the moment and I felt it I did it I didn't let anything stop me I just think it depends the person yeah I think some people have strong morals and some people don't but you know what (laughs) I don't even think that's it because there's some people that I was like oh my gosh like you were just in a great moment it was an amazing day and then there was this one guy that I dated for a long time and he was beautiful. He was from Australia. He was successful. He was funny. He like had it all, and for some reason we never had sex. And I remember running into him in San Diego like years later. A M. that guy? No. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I thought you had a guy from downtown. Oh my Nick, gosh! Actually. Yes. yes. Yeah. And he, and you know, it was like he, he he ended up telling me that how much that messed him up, like. Did you friend zone me? Did you not, like, was there something wrong with me? And I was like, no, we just would have fun. And for some reason, we wouldn't end our evenings. I wonder if intimately. you're almost scared that it was going to be too good. Like Maybe. it almost felt like, whoa, this is someone you marry yeah. type of thing. Maybe mentally you were thinking that that's interesting yeah, I don't know what it was because he had it all he right? sounded like someone you should have sex with yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I a lot of girls that throw themselves at him and especially some of the people you've had sex with I'm thinking why not this guy but oh well some of those mistakes I just blame the alcohol but unfortunately yes now oh, I have a those question are the worst. before we bring Nick on would you like now like being married and a mom and all of it is there days that you think, think like oh I wonder like How would it be to have those feelings again going on a first date? Oh, I mean, I think we all think that till the day we die, right? Yeah, but then sometimes you think like, oh, thank God I'm not in the dating game. Oh my God, heck yeah. I would way rather not be in the dating game because I love how I get to just be who I am with Artem and like say what I want, feel how I want. Wear your black sweats every day. Exactly, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But then also like, no, we could sit and have a good conversation, go outside, have some wine. Like we're in our life. Right. And being in your life with someone is... The, that's our end goal right so yeah. like yeah for a moment like you miss like those kind of butterflies are just being wild and free and then you wake up the next morning and you're like no i'm but so do happy you think i'm in this life maybe like just go bungee jumping to get all nervous and get the butterflies no it's not the same <laughs> it's for being touched by like someone else <laughs> i'm no like way. nicole here you go <laughs> yeah no i would never do that <laughs> in my life <laughs> that's awesome i don't know Okay. Well, I have to say I'm really excited to pick his brain because I have so many questions. We have so many. I want to hear a lot of things. All right, everyone. Up next, we're going to have Nick Vile on, but first, we're going to take a quick break. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses, so if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products, as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeete.com. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes... The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I am totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe, bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion, home and beauty inspired by real life, Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart Now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to Walmart.com slash now trending. That's Walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Brian and I tried Factor Meals and they are so popular with us and let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just 2 minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus and keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one, and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy... Thank you. Head to factormeals.com slash twins50 and use code TWINS50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash twins50 to get 50% off. Well, Nick, congratulations on your new book. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. Nicole and I were actually just talking about this before you hopped on, but we felt like if there was anyone out there, any male to write a dating book, it should be you.
1: Uh, that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate it. I was nervous writing it. I wasn't sure if it should be me, but uh, I was very grateful to my team and my editor to encourage me to write it. And uh, I, I was really happy with how it turned out. I was uh, definitely very nervous about it. I'd not expect to, to write a book about this type of stuff, but it's been fun and rewarding and and really happy how it turned out.
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I mean, yeah, there's been so many amazing articles already about your book. I'm, I'm actually very excited for it, but I feel like it's so organic to who you are and what you become on, you know, your journey through all the different love shows. One thing that I've always admired about you is just how honest you are. Like you're just so brutally honest and you don't care. And I think that's a really great quality to have. I mean, I
1: care, I care a little bit, but I guess not enough, not
0: to be honest. Right. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all care a little bit, especially when it comes to the public eye and especially the ones that are truly opening up their hearts. I mean, just even us doing reality, you know, it's always hard when people comment on your real life or even when you're commenting on other people's real life and how people come at you, it's always hard not to care about it. Right.
1: Yes. It's definitely. A challenge. I just always try to remind myself and certainly my friends and peers that one, what other people think of us, is none of our business. And two, we were just never meant, no one's meant to have that much feedback, Yeah. you know? But, <laughs> and I think it's really important in life to have a good circle of, of family and friends and mentors of people you trust, people who whose feedback does matter to you, people who can, you know, give you some critical feedback if you need it. But that circle should be relatively limited to people you trust. And I think compliments and criticisms uh, from people you don't know uh, are equally as dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I, I do try to remind myself of that every day. But it, every now and then, again, I lose sight of that and, and go down the rabbit hole like everyone else oh, does. Yeah,
0: totally. Oh, gosh, yes. Well, wait, I have a question for you. So you've never texted any of your exes happy birthday? Hmm. Of course I have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and certainly, like, as this book, Really, you know, and when I talk about it in this book, it's really for the people, you know, who where feelings are kind of unsettled. Mm-hmm. You know, the months that follow a breakup, or the weeks or days, sometimes depending how fresh it is, we use their birthday as an excuse, is, is to reach out. And I, I've I've done that. I mean, I shoot, you know, like I re- I remember, you know, way back when my first girlfriend. I mean, I I looked. I mean, I. I that I planned that day. I I mean I got feedback from friends of what I should write. You know, <laughs> you know, this really big anticipation. Where, this is gonna be my chance to like, you know, jump back in and let her know I'm still here. And you know, you just get a thanks. Um, oh gosh. But yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, s- some people from my past, like we we eventually just became cordial or friends, and there might be a, a happy birthday message there, and that that's fine. But you know, certainly, it's not for the the months that follow, you know, that first birthday after a breakup, especially where you're just like, should I re- wish them a happy birthday? You know? And it's just the fact that you're even wondering that lets you know that you still care enough about what they think. Yeah. If it happens to be some sort of like, you guys are cool and happens, you know, whatever, like fine, wish away. But if you're wondering if you should, then you absolutely should not.
0: Gosh, that's yeah. interesting. That that's is. actually good. Cause I was I was definitely the girl with my ex who like We wrote each other happy birthday after our first breakup like that first birthday and then i kind of felt like you don't do it after any other one but it was for sure like to check in on each other and like because we still cared so that's interesting
1: it never goes the way you want just because even if it's if it's relatively mutual i think like you said you know you still cared and you're just always there's always one person wondering if that's going to open up some dialogue or some conversation and when it doesn't, it's such a defeating feeling.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's true. You're like putting yourself in like a situation to almost be let down.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember I had a buddy not too long ago and he got out of a tough breakup and you know, had a few months had passed, it was his birthday, and his ex wished him a happy birthday. And it just it ruined his day. It just absolutely and it, you know, it was like happy birthday. I hope it's great. But you know, what how he read it was. I don't give a shit about you anymore. I'm fine. Like, mm. but you know, I feel bad for you. I hope you, you know, yeah, it's totally. like it just felt like such a, a sympathy vote. It was uh, yeah. So we, we do that to ourselves. Sometimes we lie to ourselves about what we, what our true intentions are. And we use these excuses with ourselves or with people to try to connect with people. And it's just kind of that human nature.
0: Totally. I used to change their names and write like, do not text or do not answer. So like if it would pop up or if I felt the need to, it was like I'd read it and be like, oh yeah, like don't do this. See, I always deleted that's, the numbers. Yeah, smart, right? I, I always deleted. delete or
1: block. Yeah, block is always good. You know, if it's for your mental health, I don't there's any limits of who or how you should block someone. As long as it's as long as the focus is on your mental health. Yeah. If it's for uh, to elicit a reaction or to piss someone off, that that's the opposite. Yeah. Um, but if you're protecting your mental health, I think uh, people are just like, oh, well, won't that be rude? It's just like they're out of your life. Whoever you're even considering blocking, clearly you think there's a reason either to protect yourself from what they might say to you or more often to stop yourself from you know, having a weak moment or late at night. Yeah. Maybe you're out with your friends and you miss them and you just want to reach out. Uh, oh, yeah. Even having to block someone is a good kind of reminder of maybe I, maybe I shouldn't do that. You'll remember why you blocked him in the first place. Oh part. yeah. That's
0: why I had to delete because I'm for sure the girl who gets drunk and then like wants yeah. to like write something or call. I mean, I was, I've been married now for a long time, but this was always when I get fresh out of breakups. So I always had to delete because I never wanted to put myself in a situation and I never memorized anyone's number. So it worked for me. Yeah. And I'd always like, yeah, like what's the number? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd be like drunk cute. and angry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's hard. It's hard to let go. It's so hard to let
0: go. It is. Yeah. When you've had those, you know, something special with someone, it definitely is. Well, so why we're like picking your brain on love, what are some dating red flags that you feel like don't get talked about enough?
1: I always go back to, I think we don't think about our red flags when it <laughs> comes to dating. Good point. And I, and it's always just a mindset too, because sometimes it's just like, they're rude to waiters, like, obviously, right. You know, like they're rude to their parents, you know, obviously, and little things like that. But sometimes those things can be pet peeves for some people and and non-negotiables for others. But I think the biggest red flag that we often don't consider are how people actually make us feel. People will say like, well, it's how I feel, you know? And I don't even know what that means because we, we will just say like, well, I like we say the word feeling and then we like assume what that feeling is. I feel like I'm not making sense here, but Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is feelings can mean all sorts of things, Yeah. right? We can feel happy, sad, confused, loved, you know, less than we can feel manipulated. We can feel uh, also anxious. We can feel all these things, but we very rarely think about how like people make us feel, especially on dating. Yeah. And I was talking to a, a young woman today about this guy, she, you know, she reconnected with her first boyfriend, right? And they went on a date, had a really good date. It was fun. It was exciting. And then, you know, he's been kind of flaky ever since. And I, you could just tell, she's like, well, I like him. And I'm like, well, what do you like about him? And she's like, well, you know, we had a good date. And it's well okay. I'm, yes, you had a good date, but you know, you can tell that she had a nice time and the idea of reconnecting with her first love 15 years later, that story. And w- what, when I asked her what, how she was feeling, she was feeling like a little frustrated. She was a little confused that he, all these things. And so when we actually think about how people make us feel and we think about what that feeling is, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Because like sometimes when we, you know, when you're feeling anxious about something or excited, like, I think we should often. Take note of that actual feeling, yeah. and I think that's something we often don't do. We will just assume what our feelings are, or will, or will have a feeling and never check in before. It's just like I had fun with that person, and and then I like them, and then going forward, they'll never check back in with themselves. It's just like once they have decided that they like the person, every moment after that is just to get that person to like them back. Yeah, and even though they stop reaching out or they're inconsistent or they maybe they start being rude or they're dismissive or maybe they're just like on their phone all the time. They're just like, no, but I like them. Mm -hmm. I think those are red flags for ourselves that we should always be mindful of because if we consider those first, I think it's a lot easier than to figure out other people because then we can kind of be honest with ourselves with what we see because oftentimes we don't. Like once we decide we like someone, we're so good at making excuses for people. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they didn't mean that they've been busy. It's fine. And they're just trying to validate the feeling they decided they have rather than what they actually feel right now, because feelings can change over time, especially early on, the less we know, the more things can change, you know, and I get it too. Like dating can be hard. You know, I was talking to the same woman. She's like, you know, I just been single for a long time and I got excited and I, I get all that, you know, and, and, that can be a, a bummer. But the last thing you want to do, you know, they say in like business, buy low, sell high type of thing. And when you're, when you're lonely or sad, or you're feeling a little bit desperate, you're, you're kind of, you're selling yourself a little low, mm-hmm, right? right? It's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just take this because I'm, I'm bored or I'm lonely. So I'll just, whatever I'll invest in this person. Doesn't really matter how they actually make me feel and things like that. So I I think those are red flags that are, I think, important for people to consider.
0: Yeah, that's actually, it's true. You totally, in the beginning, fall in love with the love story or the feeling of love. And I blame a lot of movies and TV shows for that as well. It's just, you want, you have this dream when you have hope. You said not to have hope in like relationships.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, hope is just a sign of what you don't have. And so hope is a great thing for things that you don't have. But if you have a relationship and you're hoping a lot not a, not a good sign right
0: well and i and i agree with you on the sense of like it's why are you settling because then it's like you have to check in with yourself as a person like why do you feel lonely weren't you happy it's you know majority of the time it's not because there's an absent partner like because you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend it's something else going on deeper but you know i've been married gosh a little over eight years and my husband and I still have to check in with each other on how we feel, and because even, yeah. you know, we started dating in our late twenties. I'm going to be 39 in a couple months, and we evolve differently as we grow up. And we have a therapist; like we we'll, we'll go to a, you know our life coach, and we always check in with each other because you do. You start to feel different in different parts of your life. Children come in. Different places make you happy. Careers change. All these different things, so it's crazy. We always yeah. have to check in. I always have to at least check in no, with me, myself, yeah. and then my marriage and totally. all of it, and work on it.
1: I, I think that's great, and I think that's something people aren't doing enough of. I, you know, I talk it. Like I have this section of my book called "Never Stop Learning." It's that same idea too. Whether it's your first date or been dating someone for a year, it's like there's always something to learn about someone because ideally, like you said, hopefully we are changing. Right. You know, like people's like, "Oh, you've changed." Well, yeah, I hope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You got to evolve, right?
1: But you have to play change together and you have to, again, check in too because, again, when you get stuck just hoping to get validated or hoping someone likes you, it's amazing how, me- how much you just kind of let loss over or you don't prioritize things that are important. I think that's why pe- people often will get stuck in these relationships where they're just ultimately not happy. Mm-hmm, right. They spent so much time, you know, the first six months, they're just like, I just want to get someone like me. So I just... I just went along with everything and then finally I got what I wanted and then I couldn't figure out why we're not happy or we're not compatible. I don't even like people were just like I don't even enjoy hanging out with you <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden a year and a half ago by another in the relationship just because it was like well I invested a whole year and a half in this person I don't want to break up and next thing you know it's just like been two years and you know it's I think that happens more often to, than not and I get like, again, I'm I'm someone who as much as anyone else really put an unhealthy amount of value on what it meant to be with someone in a romantic relationship. Uh, I was talking about this day with a friend where, cause I asked, I, you know, I, I had my friend kid on my podcast, she's younger. And I, and I just kind of noticed how she had just, you know, really ton of perspective uh, that I'd never had when I was, when I was younger and I asked her and she made a good point. She's like, well, you know, your parents you know had this like i of ideal relationship but mine didn't and so they it kind of taught her the opposite of you know take your time and and you know sometimes things happen and you got to adjust and live she saw her mom have a, a couple different marriages but ultimately happy ultimately successful right. you know her best self and as much as i'm grateful for my parents that is that is the downside of these great expectations like you said right. movies and tv shows and sometimes we we put like an unhealthy amount of weight on, on what it means to be in a relationship. And when we do that, we just kind of forget everything else. Totally. And I, I've been there and, and we forget to invest in ourselves. We forget to to check in and we forget to, we, we avoid just asking the questions entirely. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to find out right. um, that we're, you know? And so, um, yeah, so that's ultimately kind of like the mindset I'm hoping, I try to instill with my audience and what I talk about in the book is, it's really just kind of a mindset of, you know, trying to figure out how you can be more honest with yourself so you can be more honest with people and then actually figure out who's worthy of, of, of your time to invest in because we have such little time left. It's one of the most valuable things that we often don't appreciate. It's amazing how much time we waste on people. Oh my gosh. uh,
0: I look back. Yeah. So much time. It's crazy is when you do the work on yourself and you look back, it almost like pisses you off because you're you're like, like, why did I waste so much time? I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and no,
1: yeah. I mean so much time. Yeah. Uh, Well, and
0: I feel too like, I don't know. I when I was dating my 20s, social media didn't exist. So dating for me was different than how people date now. And I'd be curious, Nick, what you feel. But do you think social media has kind of changed the way people date. I mean, from the way you could slide into people's DMs to always seeing these different women and men that you're like, well, wait, like, I mean, I'm with this person who's really great, but then I see this and then I see this life and
1: that. 100%, I think it's changed drastically. I think that's why everyone's struggling so much.
0: Yeah.
1: I kind of use like a sports analogy, but like, well, you know, we'll use a wrestling analogy, (laughs) right? Like when WWF started way back in the day, that was a different sport right? Yeah. Different moves, different wrestling. I'm sure some of the core stuff is there, but people have evolved. They changed, they adapted, right? And I think when it comes to romance, the game's completely changed, and yet our expectations of how we should fall in love are exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? That's like, we still want to just have it show up at our door and, and things like that. And yet we have all this new technology. It's completely different, uh, things like that. And yeah, I think there's definitely the paralysis of choice, right? Just like and you know, it used to be so much easier back in the day to find something to watch on TV. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh, you know, like Mean Girls is on. Great. I'm catching it halfway through. Right. Wonderful. <laughs> like that was a totally fine thing. And now it's like Netflix is like I can't find anything to watch and you're just watching all these previews for 45 minutes. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's so-, it's
0: so true.
1: It's the same thing. And so, yeah, and I think we're we're we all have kind of one foot out the door and I think that's causing us not to actually get to know people or check in so we have this expectation just like back in the day of just like falling in love, love mm-hmm. at first sight. But like, it's hard to fall in love, love at first sight, when we know it's just like, well, I got like 10 other matches that mindset's completely changed. So like we like, I'm definitely pro dating app in a sense. Like I think it is what it mm-hmm. is. I think people should use it. That's what people are using, but you definitely kind of, you definitely have to self please. You know, there's one part, like, I kind of came up with this, like after I finished the book. So this part's not in the book. I wish I talked a little bit more dating apps too, in the sense that like, well, I'm pro dating app. You really have to be careful because if you don't use them correctly, they, they, they ultimately just become rejection apps, Yeah. which is a nice point. Right. Cause when you think about it, like you go on an app and every, like every time you swipe right or every conversation you try to have or every time, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for someone not to validate you,
0: Ooh, you
1: know? Yeah. So when you swipe right, even subconsciously, when the, when you don't get that match, it's just, you know, and over time, it's just like a bunch of elves, you know, a bunch of losses that just like, I don't know, like, it can feel so defeating. Yeah. Yes.
0: I didn't think of that.
1: We have to just remember that. I think just knowing that is half the battle, just so you don't, know, like back in the day, you just you just use it as a time waster. You're just sitting there on the couch, you know, just swiping away, not even thinking, but in the back of your mind, you're just like, wait, I haven't been matched with in like 15 minutes. I have swiped 30 times. I'm a loser. <laughs> it's a sentimentality that you get in your head. So, uh, well, I think it's, you know, good to have dating apps. I think we need to li- limit our, our options. I don't know if we need to be on like four or five at a time. I think we need to know when to take breaks. I think if you have like 10 conversations, I mean, shoot, if you have five conversations going on, you have probably three too many. Mm -hmm. Match with someone you're interested in, really try to get to know them. Don't put a ton of effort into it. I mean, by effort, I mean like, you know, listen, you don't know them. So like, take it slow and see how it goes. But as long as you're always making, like I always say consistency and progress, like as long as things are somewhat consistent and making progress, that's a good sign. I think we should be careful like how fast we should want it to go. It shouldn't be going nowhere, but like we also don't have to go from zero to one hundred. So yeah, I think we just have to be patient in ourselves. We have to limit our technology. uh, and we have to like not make it so easy for ourselves to feel rejected sometimes. And sometimes we just have to pick, you know, sometimes just go on the date. Maybe it's just a Zoom date, maybe it's over FaceTime, you know, use the technology. You know, like for example, if this were a date, I'm hearing your voice. I'm seeing like, I'm. you're, you're nodding your head, yeah. you know, you're smiling. <laughs> I could be telling a joke. If this is a text message conversation, people will be like three weeks. They'll be texting back and forth with a total stranger.
0: That's crazy. You know, that is interesting. I didn't think zoom dates. Cause then you can actually really see what the right. person gets looks like. Them.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, face-to-face is great, but I, cause I'm always hearing complaints. Like, well, I, it's another date and like dating is exhausting, right? Yes. You dress up. You know, depending on who's paying, it could be con- uh, expensive, you know, there's even a safety element, especially for right. women, if you're going out with strangers. So like, all I'm saying is if you're going to meet a stranger on a dating app, it just makes a lot more sense to just say, let's hop on a Zoom date, make up a fake email. You don't have to give right. me your number. I agree you know, with you. And, and and talk for 10 minutes and see where it goes. You can blame it on the internet if, if you hate them. You know, you've never talked to them <laughs> again. But that, to me, that makes a lot more sense than like messaging someone for three weeks. And it's that same thing. What are you up to tonight? Yeah, nothing. Just hanging with my roommate. Uh, that's cool. We should get together sometime. Sounds good. Uh, and then maybe it's some some small talk. But like you, it's just a stranger. And then all of a sudden, you try to tell a joke, and they don't reply. You're thinking I'm an idiot, you know? Or they're thinking that's weird because like people don't read text how you meant it. They read it how like whatever feeling they're feeling yeah. at the time. And if they're if they're upset with something, they'll like feel attacked by your like sarcastic joke. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so yeah, just make it easier on yourself and, and speak to them face-to-face. You can do it, you know, in boxers. You can do it in sweatpants, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. it's so much easier and it's easy to disconnect. So yeah, I just, these little things like that. Just try to make dating, which is hard, a little bit easier. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, when you were talking about like how some people don't realize that relationships have evolved and they want that beginning start. I would love your perspective on, I feel the same way with dating shows. And do you feel like with where the world has come, do you feel like there's a starting to become a disconnect with like the Bachelor, Bachelorette when you have shows like Love Island and Love is Blind where you have the same amount of male and females instead of this thing that, you know, was working when there was one, one male and all these females or vice versa. Like, do you feel at all that's still working?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the show, I'd like to see them more progressive in other areas too. Mm-hmm bachelor in paradise is on now and i will say you know we're talking about this it i think it's far bachelor in paradise is far more relatable to common dating right i think and like a lot of some of the things genevieve and shanae were saying were like very common things like i just want to feel special and validated which is you know you want to at first but it's just like well from who like anyone Mm -hmm. and like how do you want to be made to feel special and but that's a common feeling and it was very relatable as far as like the the bachelor and bachelorette, I mean, I think that's what the charm of that show is that it actually is based off of like nineteen fifties dating. Yeah, it is antiquated by nature, so like it's like that is the show, right? You know, totally. so like I don't know if you want to reinvent reinvent that, but you know, to your point, you're seeing other successful shows like The Love Is Blind and Love Island you know, have their moment and be successful because I think in other, you know, they're, they're capturing some more relatable real world things that the bachelor sometimes doesn't.
0: Yeah. And if you were to make changes to the bachelor, the bachelor, what changes would you make? How would you make it more progressive?
1: Well, I would just like them to discuss more like real world things. Like they have their structure. So I, I wish they would just talk about like Dating apps and like just more real world conversations, they don't seem to do. I wish they would want a like I think Jesse Palmer is great and I think he's doing exactly what the show wants him to do. I wish the show would want their host to, you know, play more of an actual mentor role Mm -hmm. in relationships, which I, I don't know if they really want to do. So that that's where I would start. Obviously, diversity is, you know, something that we'd always like to see more of. They've certainly done a better job in the past few years. And, you know, I always encourage them to do more of that, but that's where I'd start for
0: sure. Yeah, that's good. I, you I- know, Bachelor in Paradise, I've always thought was so entertaining. And like you said, so relatable. I always thought like, it. the backdrop has always tripped me out because it's like The Bachelor, like the giant mega show. And always when I would watch them, Artem and I, cause we're obsessed, And I'd be like, Artem, don't you think they'd be in a cooler place in Mexico? And maybe it's, like, cool in person. I don't know. What? Like, don't you agree? I I mean, and I feel bad saying that. I kind of
1: have a soft spot for that place. It was, like, it was, it was, like, clamping. Yeah. You know, because I'm not, I'm not much of a camper, but I do like the beach. And I kind of felt like this was my version of, like, roughing it. But I still had really good food and safe quarters. Yeah, totally. So I weirdly... I weirdly liked it. I think they kind of do it on purpose. Yeah. You know, I think, it gives it a charm? It's kind of worked for them. It honestly helps make for good TV because they, it, you know, oh, it it's kind of psychological torture for the cast. So <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get it. They, should could, they could definitely have nicer places, but I'm weirdly biased to that place. I, I kind of hope they stay there.
0: Yeah. That's good. Where's it at in Mexico?
1: It's in Cellulita, like outside of Cellulita. Oh, okay. Part of part of. Yeah. Kind of. oh, I love that area. Oh, it's
0: beautiful. But when you see like their rooms and stuff, yeah. you would expect like... It's like a, it's like
1: in the middle of a jungle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah, it's literally in the middle of a jungle on this private beach.
0: And which I get. I mean, you're there for love, not anything else. Whatever. So <laughs> I you, you got a rough yeah, I it.
1: Don't know, I don't know how much that actually is going on. I know. But, <laughs>
0: honestly. The Boom Boom Room, right? Isn't it called the Boom Boom Room or...
1: Yeah, they have that. I think nowadays I think it's so hard for cast to be sincere with all the with social media being what it was, you know, they, you know, back when I went on, it wasn't like, you know, people went on and they went off and like, they're never heard from again. And, you know, social media, you know, I'm very grateful it's allowed me to build my platform and, and, and do things like write this book and have my show and, and put in the work to try to see if I can make something of this. Mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly taken a ton of work, but there have been other people, you know, other, other of my peers have had a lot of success as well. And so I think people showing up, see that now and it's like, that's why they're coming on. Yeah. You know? That,
0: yeah. You feel that. Totally. And
1: you just want them to be like, I don't know if I really believe anything you're saying, you know, cause it's always so they like they're always thinking like what's the best way, what's the most likable thing to say to
0: capitalize. How can I? Yeah, right, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I don't really, I don't really fault them. I just, I, I feel right. like I, you know, if if I showed up these days, I don't know how I could turn it off.
0: Yeah. Well, and they see how well a lot of you are doing, and so they're like, whoa, I could go on this incredible show, possibly find my wife or husband, and also have an incredible platform to do what I've always dreamed of. So I get, you know, the lure of it. And um, so you're like, I got to go in the boom, boom room. I better (laughs) take one for the team. Go viral. (laughs) What moment, Nick, would you say, and I don't know if it was something that you did in a relationship or something that happened to you, but really just made you want to become vulnerable and use your platform and, you know, become who you are now. Do you remember that moment?
1: I remember a lot of moments when I was younger dealing with heartbreak that caused me to want to figure out why I made my love life so hard on myself yeah. or why I just always felt stuck because when I was younger, it was just like, all I knew about love when I was younger is that it, it was special
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that it, it, it was hard and took a lot of work. Yeah. And I just was like, okay, well, when it's hard, I'll just got to, I just got to power through and I've always been a fighter and I've always been persistent and stubborn. And, mm. and those qualities are qualities that have, have been great for me in life, but when it comes to, rela- and I wasn't very good at like accepting failure. And so when it comes to love, that was kind of a recipe of disaster of not kind of really seeing how a situation was making me feel, who I decided to invest my time in, whether they were actually deserving of that time and things like that you know, it was after I got in my second serious relationship, we ended up getting engaged and I found out she was cheating on me. And and that, that was a real pivotal, pivotal moment for me. That was kind of the moment where I felt like I really got to know who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I really took the time to like, understand how my choices were playing a role. You know, it was just mm-hmm. easy for me to be upset at, you know, my, my exes because, you know, there were moments where they really hurt me, you know? So when someone hurts you, it's just like, well, why would you do this? Or why did you say that? And And that's not to say I I didn't have a right to be upset, Mm -hmm. but I just was like, is there anything I can do to avoid this Mm -hmm. in the future? And I started just approaching it from that point on. And I just really think I became interested in kind of social dynamics in general. Then after going on The Bachelor, The Bachelor kind of makes you relapse a little bit, right? Because to go on that show, I made a conscious choice once I got there and be like, well, if I'm here, I'm just going to kind of go for it, you know, like this is the environment I signed up for. I want to go for it. Well, to do that, you kind of go back to how you used to fall in love when you're 18, which is like, I feel something, this must be special. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fight everyone to, to make sure it works out for me. And so after I got off the show and, you know, I became the friend who my other friends would go to as someone who's kind of an ambivert. You know, I have some I've, I'm more introverted than extroverted. I like I like going out. I like going to parties, but when I'm there, I'm more quiet, reserved. I'll like we we're at a party, I'd stand next to you two and be like, "How's it going?" and we would talk and I wouldn't roam the room so to speak, mm-hmm. right? And I would do that with various people and you know, I'd hear someone talking about their relationship or their ex or things like that, and I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I really found that I was able to you know, I'd always meet these strangers. So I'm kind of biased. Right. And, and I always, I found that I kind of had a knack to listen to people and kind of hear what I kind of call their lies. Do they tell themselves? I don't mean like, they're just like, we always lie to ourselves about like the, the always and the maybes or the, sometimes I feel this way, but not really. And and I would always be like, well, what do you mean? Not really, you know, and things like that. And I'd ask a lot of questions and I'd always kind of get good at kind of uncovering something that make them go. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And then, and I just had a knack for that. And I just really enjoyed it and and tried to make a show out of it. And and thankfully it's, it's worked out and and had some success. And yeah, so, yeah, it kind of all kind of started with my own issues and (laughs) and, and evolved into what I have today. I love that. We
0: all enjoy it. That's for sure. What other dreams do you have? What else would, do you want to do in your journey of life?
1: Well, you know, my personal life, I hope to have a family in the near future. I'm mm. very lucky to have, be in the relationship that I'm in with my girlfriend, Natalie. And, and I love the way things are progressing. And, and certainly from a personal standpoint, kind of growing the family. We have our dog, which is great. But mm. I think we That's have cute. hopes of that expanding someday. And then work-wise, you know, I love my show. I love The Vile Files. It's been a really rewarding week, You know, meeting people who listen to the show and write the book. I'm not necessarily, I don't do a lot of like, fan interactions, because I don't feel like I'm particularly great at it. But it's been really rewarding to to hear the impact the show's had on on people's lives and things like that. And it's been rewarding with the book. And so I definitely want to grow that and expand that and kind of that community. That would be cool. And, you know, from a TV standpoint, I'm always thinking of creative ideas, you know, coming up with different reality TV show ideas. I think that would be a lot of fun to be involved in a project like that to kind of intertwine the stuff i enjoy talking about also providing some reality tv entertainment in the love space but maybe you know bring some of that kind of uh healthy approach to dating you know you got you got to find the drama but oh, yeah, the balance don't. but that <laughs> would be fun in the reality tv space and you know i'm always hosting i still do acting uh when i get the opportunities so that's fun but i'm really enjoying you know working in the entertainment space and and just want to continue to keep producing great podcast shows and evolve those and grow those kind of under anything kind of relationship and dating space, like different aspects of relationships, like divorce, I'm really fascinated with, you know, and, and, and I see different people's struggles and kind of want to think about how I can kind of tackle that space, Mm -hmm, you know, in terms of learning about what people are going through and dealing with and things like that. So, yeah, I have a, all these ideas in my head, but I just continue to grow what I'm doing. Just keep building because I do love what I do. I feel very lucky to be in the space that I'm at. And it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, there is
0: a reality show, divorce people getting like a second chance at love. Well, yeah, I feel like we, we you know, we never have like l- reality shows that are for like the 40 year olds. Like I'm you but know, also divorced people. They can get well, that's what I mean. That's, like it's Nick, just, you need to yeah. do that. You got something yeah,
1: there. Yeah, I, I, trust me, I, I have a bunch of ideas written down. Don't steal them yet. No, we're not stealing any of <laughs> Why them. Why
0: don't we collab on them?
1: All right, <laughs> yeah. You got, I'm sure you got have some great ideas. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, everyone, we're going to take a quick break and back with more next. dead in the eyes or a maple donut and in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I wanna ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense Heat, Lasting Plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Nick this was such a pleasure we always end our episodes with a little inspiration and affirmation is there a motto or a quote or something you live by that you can share with our listeners
1: well I kind of already shared it but I'll share it again and I read it in a book that you know really helped me it was Dr. Wayne Dwyer you know said what other people think of you is none of your business and I (laughs) that's something that's really important for me to remember on a a day in day, day out and make sure you're always prioritizing your heart over your ego and make sure you know the difference because uh your ego doesn't care if you're happy it just cares if it's right mm-hmm. and that. we often will make decisions based off of what our egos want us to do and we often will ignore the things that we really need to feel fulfilled and nourished
0: yeah that is great That's i amazing. love that Aww. i ego is i look at that and i feel like you know, just like money, it's the root yeah. of all evil. And, and it's nice, a man like you that can, you know, proudly say that, because I feel like there's not enough men that use their platform in that way. So
1: maybe to add to that, I think one goal I have yet to figure out how to tap into, I'm very thankful for my audience. Uh, my audience is mostly women. I have a, a, a large male audience and I'm thankful for them, but I have a much, 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 much <laughs> yeah. larger woman audience. But yet when I'm talking to a lot of men, they do have those struggles and those fears and insecurities, and they just have a hard time feeling safe to express that, you know, and I think certainly I don't, I'm not going to be able to solve this on my own, but I'd love to figure out how to continue to tap in to, you know, just share more about how they feel about feelings, yeah. you know, how they feel about themselves and why they make the decisions that they do. I would love for men to you know, check in with women more, become more comfortable with communicating with women. I, and I think it comes, it goes, it's both ways, oh, totally. right? I think, you know, unfortunately right now we're not living in a time where people with differences are coming together. We're, you know, at all differences are, are kind of being made to feel like, you know it's no one, it's not safe. So it's an uphill battle, but if we can just learn to empathize, you know, like I say this in relationships too, when, when you're in a fight with someone just for fun, just for fun just stop for a moment even if you know you're 100% right and just for fun think if I were in their shoes how might yeah, I feel yeah. and I think if you do that oh. just alone that will that will help us feel a little bit more connected and so uh I certainly hope more more men uh embrace that type of mentality uh and certainly this book is not just for women that's for sure it's not written as a guide telling. In women, anything. It's just for me. I wrote from my perspective of the experiences I felt in relationships and dating. And, you know, my goal for this book was to have anyone who read it, regardless of who they are, their gender, their orientation, anything like that. It's just a one-on-one conversation. It's just about like how to avoid disappointment in the short run, make decisions that help you, you know, be happy really in the long run and, and just be a little bit more honest with yourself so you can be honest with other people.
0: Mm, yeah. I love that. That is great. So to everyone listening. Now, please get Nick Biles book out. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex, and dating. And also, which I love your podcast, the vile Files. So make sure to check them out.
1: Yeah. And I, I look forward whenever you ladies are in LA, I can't wait to have, have a chance to have you on. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Let's figure it out. Yeah. yeah we'd love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and spending your time with us. And a lot.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, definitely would love to have you guys. on. Yeah. yeah you know, we'll see you that. for sure all right take
0: care bye. bye all right everyone well make sure to vote for my husband monday nights on disney plus with dancing with the stars and please make sure to call the bellas podcast hotline and leave us a message at 855-3-BELLAS um we love hearing your voicemails and we are going to get to a bunch soon also you can find us on tiktok instagram and facebook so just go check out the bellas podcast